0: The Big Scottish Football Podcast With Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron Hello and welcome to episode 39 of the Big Scottish Football Podcast I'm Stephen Mill, he's Ewan Cameron, how you doing? Hello Aberdeen fans <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've just spent the last week calling Aberdeen fans and there's
1: lots of them. So angry with you! It's great banter. I'm loved every second of it. Are we getting Ali Beg on the show?
0: We're getting Ali Beg on the show. So if you don't know who Ali is, big Aberdeen fan. He joins us on the big Saturday football show to uh, cover Aberdeen matches. And uh, yeah, him and you and get
1: on famously well. <laughs> but we, we're a team, you and I, right? This podcast is um, something that we've worked on for 39 shows. Yes. I wasn't consulted about Ali Beg appearing on the program today. Why did you make decisions out with? a conversation with me Uh,
0: because it's funny no 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 no, no, but but
1: the thing is though steven this is a partnership this is a team we discuss what we're going to do on the podcast you just can't go and make decisions based on something that you want to do without consulting me and if you don't consult me then i might not like what we're going to do in the podcast and i'm not that best pleased that you have invited ali beg onto the program to talk about aberdeen well, winning 2-0 yesterday and going 5 points clear of hearts
0: It's good to get an Aberdeen perspective Because you would not have provided that I'm not, a, I'm not an Aberdeen fan So like we need some sort of balance on okay, here okay. Uh, So anyway, it was a big weekend in the SPFL Top 6 and bottom 6 are now locked in both Celtic and Rangers dropping points over the weekend. And we crowned another league champion as well. We'll go through all the games and we'll look at to this weekend's big Scottish Cup semi-finals at Hampden.
1: Quiz question for you and we don't need an answer right now. This is one for you, producer Chris, to do some research on. So both Rangers and Celtic didn't win in the weekend. When did that last happen?
0: Interesting, very interesting. Good question.
1: That Not obviously when they play each other, and they draw. Forget that. But out with the playing each other. When did Rangers and Celtic in the same weekend not win a game?
0: That's uh, a good, good question. Good luck with that, Chris. A-
1: a- any idea, Stephen? On top of your head, can you think of any time that that happened? It did happen this season.
0: Are we counting
1: European games? No, no just, just league games. Just European
0: games for. F- <laughs> I mean. Me, you're, right? you're
1: still on probation <laughs> When
0: right? was the last time Celtic and Rangers both won a <laughs> European game? That's probably a better question for you um, So anyway yeah, We'll find out yeah, We'll find out by the end of the show uh, And uh, as I said, we'll look ahead to the Big Scottish Cup semi-finals We have Falkirk versus Inverness on Saturday And then of course Celtic versus Rangers on Sunday Plus we'll go through your shouts for if Scottish Football was an island We'll set up this week's one as well And make sure you subscribe to the Big Scottish Football podcast Wherever you're listening you can find us on Twitter We're at big Football Scott At big Football Scott, And we're also on Instagram and Facebook as well Just search for the Big Scottish Football Podcast Right, where would you like to start, you and Cameron? Just start
1: in order Okay, we'll, we'll start We'll do Aberdeen Rangers last Okay, that's fine then So let's
0: start Heart 6, Ross County 1 on Saturday lunchtime It was a demolition from the Jambos Ross County, big problems with air We'll get to that in a wee second, but from a heart's point of view, you and Cameron, you must be chuffedy because menus have been rotten recently, and then that's bouncing back in
1: style. What did he do on Saturday that I've been screaming for for the last four months? Played three at the back. 4 2 3 1. <laughs> what did he do on Saturday? Played a 4 2 3 1. I've been screaming for it. I've been screaming for it. Devlin and Haring protecting the back four. You've got Janelli. You've got Shankland. You had Barry Mackay. Oda got a run, and he was superb as well. caused all sorts of problems. I was delighted for Stephen Naismith and I was delighted for the Hearts players because they were they were actually playing in a team that was played to their strengths and what they can offer on the pitch. That three five three four five six whatever thing that Nielsen was doing just wasn't working. So yes, do you know what we're, you're turning we're, into? We're back. We're back. What am I turning into?
0: Remember Mike Bassett, England manager, with Ricky Tomlinson. Uh-huh. And there's a bit where he's play where he says, We'll play four, four, fucking two. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're the you're you and Cameron Scotland manager. That's what it is. We'll play four, two, three, one, mate. That's all it
1: is. It was six going on ten. I thought hearts were excellent. We had pace, with energy, we got in their faces, we didn't give them a chance to breathe. I thought we were outstanding yes you could say it was the bottom team in the Scottish Premier League but you still got to beat them and the way Hearts have been playing up until that point was poor hopefully it's a sign of things to come and uh, hope it's not too little too late
0: Lauren Shankland scoring his 25th goal of the season on Saturday or well he's actually 23rd, 24th and 25th yes on Saturday are Hearts going to keep
1: a hold of him in the summer? I mean we all know he's a Rangers man Rangers are looking for a striker and there are rumours flying around that they have inquired about the availability of Shankland in the summer now Hearts are in a really strong position financially where they don't now need to bend over a barrel and just take whatever Rangers or Celtic give them like what happened in the past so if Lawrence Shankland is to go in the summer then Hearts are going to be looking for anything upwards of £3.5 million don't even knock on our door Unless you're paying us anything in excess of £3.5 million And not only are you going to pay us that money But there's going to be add-ons as well Ross County Are they knackered? It's not looking good for them is it As we get through the other fixtures I mean they're four points are drifting out the bottom of the table And you've got Dundee United and Kilmarnock Who will get to great results I, you've, you, you've got a feel for Malky Mackay and that squad It might just be the year that they go down
0: four points adrift as yeah. Ewan said and one of the reasons for that is Kilmarnock's first away win of the season in the league and it was an impressive one 2-0 fully deserved against St Mirren it was a sellout at Paisley as well it was billed as the big day for St Mirren getting <laughs> into top six which of course they did do but they must have been shitting
1: themselves.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was trying to think of a nicer way to put that. They the must the have
1: been. See, when it was 2 0 Kilmarnock and Dundee United were only winning by a goal to nil against Livingston. I mean, they must have been really worried. If Livingston got back into that game, then would have been squeaky bum time. But look, they did all their hard work ahead of the game against Kilmarnock. Beat, and it was brilliant.
0: Yeah, beating Livingston uh, 3-0 yes. as well recently as yeah, well, which is huge. obviously a huge result. So uh, congratulations to St. Mirren, making the top six for the first time since 1984-85 when they finished fifth in
1: Unbelievable. the league. Stephen Robinson, I take my hat off to you. I bow to your fantastic achievement this season and getting St. Mirren into the top six manager of the year for me he's up there with Ange Postacoglu for the job that he's done you reckon? oh he's I mean Ange Postacoglu will win the manager of the year Stephen Robinson will get second spot
0: ok Kilmarnock on the other hand their first away win Has beaten Dundee United In the Scottish Cup On the 11th of February But in the league It's their first away away win This
1: season And it could have come At a better time Much, much needed Massive result That for Derek McInnes Especially with what happened At Tynecastle And what happened At Tynecastle Will have actually Boosted Kilmarnock and uh, the likes of uh, St Johnston and Motherwell and Kilmarnock etc so yeah that was huge for them
0: also making the top 6 are Hibs after a 1-1 draw against St Johnston at the weekend Stevie May uh, giving the home side the lead with an overhead kick what was David Marshall doing? not entirely sure what's going on there to be honest slapped
1: a boot a lot this season
0: yeah exactly but Stephen McLean did go on to say if it wasn't for David Marshall, we'd be sitting with three points. So he came up with some big saves in the second half.
1: Huh? He did, but that was a poor goal to lose. It was. You've got to fear for St. Johnston now, who I think themselves have found themselves in a relegation battle because of that result. And and not to take advantage of Hibbs when they were down to ten men. The fair play Hibs. And we'll get to V A R WTF very, very soon. With former top flight referee Des Roach will talk about that Jego sending off but fair play to Hebs, they held on and they got the 1-1 draw.
0: Yeah, and that confirms their spot in the top six. St Johnston, they are ninth and 33 points. They're only two points in front of Dundee United and Kilmarnock now and only six in front of Ross County. Remember, they've all to play each other after the split, obviously. Elsewhere, Livingston missing out on the top six and Dundee United making it three wins in a row. Two nil winners at Tannadice. Uh, Jamie McGrath, Stephen Fletcher with the goals. Both very good finishes yep. as well. And, you know, as we said about St Mirren on Saturday, the hard work was done before their match on yeah. Saturday. Livingston's failings came before Saturday as Correct. well.
1: Yeah, they were already looking like as if they'd already burst. What's uh, what am I? The burst. Uh, their bubble
0: was burst for the top six.
1: That's very good. Yeah. I was I was talking about a burst tyre. I was thinking burst tyre. You're thinking a burst bubble. Bubble burst. Yeah. Bubble bursting. Mm. Yeah. Because if your tyre bursts, it's not good either.
0: Would you know how to change a tyre?
1: Uh, my wife does.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my see, wife does. You know what? I, I don't. I have changed three tyres on my car before. Not all at the same time. I know so, how to do it now. It's actually relatively straightforward. But is it? Yeah, it genuinely is. Yeah. You see, crank it up. Crank it up, and then you need to get the bolt that's the, the key... That's
1: in your glove compartment
0: Exactly Then you need to take that bit off And you mm-hmm. need the wee twisty thing that goes right. And then you
1: stand on it to tighten it don't you Exactly uh-huh. that. But
0: that's at the end That you should the put end. the new tyre back on
1: Yes yeah. um, So do you have a tyre in the back of your car? I don't at the moment <laughs> um, Oh because it's I, on? Because I've used it So yeah. what if you burst a tyre now?
0: Oh well I'd be knackered I'd You'd be knackered Because
1: along. I don't have a tyre in the back of my car So what would I have?
0: <laughs> you might have an emergency tyre No I have don't ever- have a tyre no but it might be underneath the boot
1: I don't have it I've looked
0: Alright okay So
1: well, maybe there's a gel thing You know how you can get Some gel things to put In the back of your I, car
0: I've got a wee pump In the back of the car as well
1: You've had a wee pump in the back of the car?
0: No, I've got a wee pump in the back of the car.
1: Oh, I was going to say, was that the reason why your tyre was flattened? No, because no, no, other. no. It wasn't, no. <laughs> um, strong suspension in the car, obviously. Um, hey, I've been in your car, there not a strong suspension. <laughs> well,
0: you know what I've actually started doing? See, when you go to get your tyre replaced, uh-huh. and they go, well... Mr. Cameron, we have the high-grade tyres and they are £240 and you're like, just give me the cheapest one.
1: 75 quid. <laughs>
0: or we've got the medium-range tyres, which are £160. Just give me the cheapest one. Or we've got the budget tyres, uh, which are 65 quid. I'll take the £65 quid
1: right. one. So he's... Who, who goes for the expensive ones? Okay, so in the long run, are you not spending more money by getting the cheaper option? Because they do say you pay for what you get.
0: That's well. That that's a sort of old adage, is it not? About um, about about rich people's shoes.
1: Okay, right. So the rich
0: man can afford the expensive shoes, and he only needs to replace them once every ten years. Whereas the poor man can't afford the rich man's shoes, so buys new shoes every year, but it costs him more.
1: So is there no truth in that then?
0: Well, yeah, there probably is truth in that. Right. So so
1: why would you not just sort of like pay for the more expensive tires, so you're not. Continually changing the budget tyre because I think because the tread will go down quicker because of a poorer quality. It's
0: nothing to do with what, it's, Well, it is it's, because it's you agri- could be
1: breaking a law if the tread is like way down and it's gone totally. smooth. No, again, if, if you've got a bald tyre, you're going to get done. No, again, you're going to get three
0: points, you're going to get a fine. The most frequent thing to cause me to change my tyre is not the tread, it's getting like a nail in it or something like that.
1: But would an expensive tyre repel that nail? Probably not. No. Well, it's probably, it's made of a better material
0: I, I have no idea, I'm not a tyre expert But what I would say is, you know what I've started doing There's a place just around the corner for here That does part-worn tyres And actually you're- They're selling part-worn tyres Yes, and you're better getting part-worn tyres Unless you're getting four new tyres Because if you have one new one And three ones that are running down Then actually the tread on the new one Will wear down unevenly and that means that you won't get as much out of your
1: new tyre. But how are they allowed to sell a part-worn tyre? Uh, because so, so they're taking a good tyre off they, a car.
0: They, like, say our cars went
1: for scrap. And uh, the tyre's all right. But the
0: tyres are fine. They'll take the tyres and then they'll put them on my
1: car. And then make a wee bit of money from that.
0: And do you know how much they charge me? £30. For a part-worn tyre? £30 for a part-worn tyre.
1: But how often do you do that then?
0: Well, twice I've had nails in my tyre Yeah, again But year. if you had
1: an expensive tyre Then we, it might have bounced off the tyre I, I
0: don't think that's how it works, Ian I honestly don't think that's how but it works But it's
1: quality over quantity, isn't it? No, because I,
0: I've had, exp- see, I've I think, had expensive tyres before
1: I, I, I think an expensive tyre is a bit like Superman You fire a bull at him It's going to bounce off him mm-hmm. And that's what a nail does With an expensive tyre
0: And a less expensive tyre Is like, I don't know A more rubbish superhero
1: yes uh, someone well like spider-man i mean but spider-man's
0: it, a good superhero
1: he's no, probably mid-range no but but he, but he can be hit by a bullet he, he, but he's very quick he's he very dodges. quick he's, but but ah, if exactly. a, but if there's like a, batman if there's a hail of bullets yeah then it's very difficult to dodge I them all you're
0: changing the goalposts now if there's well,
1: a, well, no but if you were facing an army of guys with guns yeah and you fire 300 bullets at spider-man he ain't going to dodge them all is he
0: he's very quick He's got no, his, his sure spidey web and all this. I'm not thing.
1: sure he's that quick in his spider. He would, he
0: would just and then he would go away. Or oh, fly it, over the soldiers. It, it, it fly, ah, exactly. Ah, he could ah, just okay. go for building to building. All right, okay. So I mean I am trying to think of a rubbish superhero. Who's the worst superhero? Aquaman. Aquaman.
1: Aquaman's yeah. no, but Aquaman's alright. What's, what's the what's Well, if, what's if, 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 the, if somebody
0: if what? somebody shoots him, what's he gonna do? Swim away. Can he swim away? But if you, you under can't fight
1: you can't fire a gun under the water. Can you fire a gun under the water?
0: Aye, but that's if you take the gun underwater.
1: But what, you can't fire it. What if it gets harpooned? But you can fire a harpoon under the water. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I'll tell you who's a rubbish superhero. Who's the guy that's got the arrows in the Marvel movies? Hawkeye. He's rubbish. Jeremy Renner. I, mean, I mean, I mean, you look at you look like you, right, you, you look at the Marvel. He's, he's tremendous at but, archery, though. Right. <laughs> look at the Marvel Avengers. Right. So you're getting cast from Marvel Avengers. You could be any one of those amazing superheroes. We want you to be the worst Hawkeye. You're going to be hurt.
0: I'm sure when he gets paid 15 million dollars after doing the film he won't be hurt
1: Scarlett Johansson's not a great one either what's the part she plays? Black Widow Black Widow See I'm not a fan of Black Widow and Hawkeye Those are the two most rubbish superheroes ever You want to be Thor You want to be Iron Man You want to be the Hulk
0: So they're the budget tyres
1: They're the budget tyres Hawkeye and Black Widow Black Widow And, and Iron Man is your premium tyre Okay
0: And it finished Dundee two, Livingston nil <laughs> on Saturday Elsewhere it was Celtic 1 Motherwell 1 Cal McGregor with a deflected shot Given the presumptive champions the lead They had won 15 games in a row again against Motherwell and it's the end of a 17 game winning streak the longest since Jock Steen was in charge in 1968 is that home or is that in total? Total, total, okay, total. Right.
1: Celtic fans are raging at the weekend did I, you see I di- that? I did
0: see Like, obviously there was a lot of chat about Motherwell uh, Time, Time Wasting and yeah. all the rest there. and I saw lots and lots of there was other Celtic podcasts and stuff that were moaning their chops off about it and I was just like well What do you
1: expect? Exactly. I watched Arsenal versus Liverpool at Anfield and Arsenal were time-wasting after 33 minutes. Mm. You do what you have to do to get the result and nobody expects Motherwell to get a result at Parkhead. Fair play to them.
0: There was also... They uh, didn't
1: break any rules or any laws. They were just very good at slowing the game down.
0: There was another article written by a Celtic blog... Saying that Motherwell's performance was "quote everything that was wrong about Scottish football." I mean, not to mention the fact that Celtic have played no players under the age of twenty-one this season who are Scottish.
2: You oh, know, oh, oh, oh. uh, oh, <laughs> dig there, <are> <laughs> I.
0: I would suggest that it probably has a bigger impact than Motherwell just <laughs> taking the ball into the corner. To be honest <laughs> with you, so. <laughs> Um, cool.
1: I <laughs> <Yeah, well done. laughs> love that. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
0: that, like that's he, a bigger
1: problem for Scottish football. Yeah,
0: of course it is. No, yeah, of yeah. course it is. Anyway, Good one one um, it finished on Saturday didn't obviously matter because Celtic ended up extending their lead at the top of the table to thirteen points because Rangers couldn't beat Aberdeen yesterday. And joining us on the line now we have from the Big Saturday Football Show Ali Beg. How you doing, Ali? You okay? <laughs>
2: How is his face tripping this morning? That's all I want to know. Is it tripping like it's never tripped before? I mean, and to be honest with you, after your nonsense at the weekend. You deserve nothing less, my boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, Ewan Cameron is not a happy boy. I mean, if you didn't hear the big Saturday football show on Saturday, you maybe you're listening to Super Scoreboard. I mean, it was it was a rant and a half, both from you, Ali, to be fair as well, on the Aberdeen side of things, which is totally fine, and then the retort from uh, Ewan Cameron was quite something special. You can head over on your socials. We'll retweet it um, from the podcast page so you can hear it. Um, but, Ali, just in terms of the football right now, It was everything that you said you wanted from the performance yesterday, wasn't it?
2: It was just a fantastic performance, particularly in the second half. I was a bit worried about the first half because I felt they just enjoyed far too much possession. We were giving them too much time on the ball. And then in the second half, we just changed it around completely. Pataudry was like a Pataudry of old. Everybody was up. Everybody was getting behind the boys. It was a magnificent second half performance. And you know what? We absolutely deserve to win that game and we could have won it by more. You didn't deserve to win it. Can I just say, Ali, we... you need to stop commenting about Aberdeen Football Club because you continually get it wrong. No I, don't. no, I don't. When are you ever going to learn? No, I don't. Stop commenting about Aberdeen. I, I don't get it wrong. You're I... your own mob And it will be so much better for
1: you. Mate, I look at things objectively. I don't have the blinkers no, you on. You, you clearly have the blinkers on. No, no, you do. You have the blinkers on. You're saying that you should have won that game and you deserve to win it, etc. And you could have gone on, and I quote, won it more comfortably. Did you watch that first 25, 30 minutes when you had a, when Rangers had a shot cleared off matter? the line? They hit the post. Doesn't matter. They also missed a couple of setters as well. No, but, but you didn't Does win it, it comfortably. You know result that matters. And then the opening goal... We won goal, 2-0. Mate, We opening, took our chances. No, they didn't. The opening... That is all that matters yeah. at the end of the day The opening goal was a fluke And there's also debate ah. around the second goal being offside You're clutching You're clutching I mean I think you do give the benefit of the doubt to the attacking player But I could have um, seen why they would have given an offside there From Miofsky's second goal And the scales cross went into the back of the net
2: You're just spewing Because, <laughs> and I quote Aberdeen will not beat Rangers on Sunday End of quote. You did say that You're again. You did say I,
1: that. I, I said that last Monday because I was hurting after losing to Hebb's and that we didn't close the gap on Aberdeen. When I thought about it, and I looked at it in the cold light of day, I did say on Friday, I also said on the Big Saturday Football Show, and I also tweeted I expected Aberdeen to get something from the game, which they did. But I'm going to tell you this right now, Ali Beg, and mark my words on this, okay? Write this oh, down, take a copy of the podcast, and play it over to yourself, because Hearts will still finish third we will beat you to third spot. That is a guarantee. I am telling you that right now on the podcast today. Enjoy your moment in sunshine, my friend, but it ain't going to last much longer. So
0: you're still sticking to you that, win. you and Hearts this, will finish third. Despite the fact that Hearts have it's a five-point five disadvantage. It's
1: irrelevant because, see, when the split fixtures come out, Aberdeen have got two home games. Hearts have got three home
2: games. You I'm, if hearts we win, we only, win, need, if, to win only you need to win two, two games. Who are you beating? Who you You need to win... Games who are you being? Who, who are you beating we'll beat Rangers we'll beat Celtic we'll beat Hearts we'll beat St Mirren we'll beat Hibs we'll beat the Lobby <laughs> 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 have you not seen Aberdeen's recent fun, they're beating everyone Ian come on um,
0: you know in all seriousness Ali Begg you couldn't have foreseen this a few months ago. I mean, think of the Darville performance. Yeah. The, the Hearts performance, the Hibbs performance that led to Jim Goodwin getting the punt. I mean, if somebody would have told you then you'd be red-hot favourites to finish third place, guarantee European group stage football next season, you'd have just laughed your head off.
2: Honestly, I cannot believe the turnaround in our fortunes. Everybody has come together after what happened against Darville. The club took a stance. They made a very brave decision. It was the only decision they had to make. I wish it hadn't taken them a week to do so, but they had to get rid of Jim. Bringing in Barry was brave. And Barry needs to take so many plaudits for what he has done in terms of galvanising the boys, galvanising the football club, getting us together as a club and letting everybody that is on that playing staff know exactly what it means and what it takes to play for Aberdeen Football Club. And at this stage right now, as we speak, give him the job he deserves it he's earned it aye very good <laughs> <laughs> right Ali
0: um, I'm sure we'll have you on before the end of the season especially if Aberdeen can stretch the lead in third place <laughs> no it's not happening you'll definitely be back on in that case uh, but we'll let you go just now thanks very much for coming on and angering Ewing so much alright
1: <laughs> take care love you my man
0: take care
2: The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill
0: and Ewan Cameron. So there he goes, Ali Begg there. And uh, yes, we also, during that, producer Chris has been hard at work. Yes, he has been. In terms of when's the last time both Celtic and Rangers didn't win of a weekend? We have an answer. What is the answer?
1: Give me that over here, mate. (laughs) Could you not remember it? So the last time that Celtic and Rangers at the same time the same weekend didn't win a game was on the 27th of February 2022 so it was just over a year ago it was Hibs nil Celtic nil at Easter Road and Rangers 2 Motherwell 2 do you remember when Rangers started to implode when they were going for the league title and that was one of those games where they were 2-0 up and then Motherwell came back to draw 2-2 okay so that was it
0: championship Friday night Air United 0, Queen's Park 0, Queen's Park missing the chance to go top of the table Air stay 5th, a point behind Partick Thistle in the playoff position We'll get to the big game on Saturday which was Dundee 1, sorry Inverness Cali 1, Dundee 1 Inverness keep their unbeaten run going ahead of next week's semi-final and Dundee go a point clear at the top of the table Lyle Cameron opening the scoring for Dundee and then Austin Samuels levelling for Inverness Cali And so that means that Inverness's unbeaten run continues Dundee Mm -hmm. are a point clear at the top Dundee's two remaining fixtures Cove Rangers at home on Friday Friday night And then the final weekend of the season That's all on the Friday night It's Queen's
1: Park against Dundee So is it going to go down to that though? I, I don't think it is And I said this on the big Saturday football show I think that the league is over this weekend Dundee beat Cove Rangers to go four points clear That piles of pressure on Queen's Park who then have to go to Morton on the Saturday and Morton themselves have got a lot to play for because they themselves are trying to get themselves into the playoff positions and I don't think that Queen's Park beat them. Even if Queen's Park get a draw and they're three points going into the final game of the season Dundee's superior goal difference means that this league will be over I know not mathematically but it will be over. So I think it's done and dusted, and the final game of the season will not matter a jot. So
0: Friday night, Dundee play Cove Rangers. Cove, Ranger- Cove Rangers beat our broth away on Saturday by a goal to nil. A massive, massive win for them because at the bottom of the championship, oh, yeah, boy. So you've got Cove Rangers on 30. Hamilton on 30 points they could only get a point against Partick Thistle despite the fact they were leading going into stoppage time so it finished 2-2 there so Hamilton are on 30 points they've only got one game left Hamilton as well and our Broth are on 33 points and our Broth they take on Partick Thistle on Saturday that's going to be a big game at Mm -hmm. Hill. and then the week after that it's our Broth versus Hamilton the final game of the season is it going to come down to
1: that or
0: will Arbroath get something at Thistle on Saturday? And no. that means it's pretty much done.
1: No, I think... A what, what, point
0: for Arbroath means that they can't finish below Hamilton. If they get that on Saturday.
1: So for me, I think Cove Rangers will be relegated. They won't get anything against Dundee at Dens Park on Friday night. Okay. I think that the best that Arbroath can hope for, again, because Partick Thistle themselves have tried to get themselves into the playoff, is the best they can hope for is a draw which means it will come down to the final game of the season which is Arbroath versus Hamilton and it'll be between those two for the playoff position in regards to the relegation dogfight but I think Cove are gone despite their result at the weekend
0: Okay, okay. Elsewhere uh, what are you thinking of the playoffs then so this is a situation obviously Dundee and Queen's Park uh, are on 59 and 58 you've got Inverness on 55 they've only got one game left they're in third place Partick Thistle in fourth on 53 points they've got two games remaining Air United on 52, again, two games remaining. And Morton, they're on 51, with two games remaining. So, are we saying Inverness in the playoffs? Yes. Yes. So, it's three teams for one place: Partick Thistle, Air United, or Morton two points separating the three of them, who's getting the final place?
1: Partick Thistle for me will get that final spot because I think they beat Arbroath at home on Saturday and I think that might just be enough to get them over the line.
0: Okay, dokie okay. that is the prediction of you and Cameron so, uh, so put
1: your money on Arbroath be-
0: <laughs> <laughs> Best wishes to Ayr and uh, Morton of course who will be in the playoffs if uh, that's anything to go by. Right let's move on to League One then and it was 1-1 between Dunfermline and Airdrie uh, on Saturday Dunfermline finishing the game with nine men Mark as we're champions, though. Aloha won, Falkirk four, so a morale boosting win for John McGlynn and his men heading into the semi final this weekend, and that means Falkirk secure second place in League One, the big one that they wanted this season. FC Edinburgh two, Kelty Hearts two, a big one up at Peterhead at the weekend. It was Peterhead versus Clyde. Peterhead were leading for most of that match, but Clyde equalised with just a few minutes to go, and that pretty much secures. The relegation playoff spot for them. They can't catch Kelty. They're 16 points behind Kelty. Um, But they are now five points ahead of Peterhead. Peterhead really needed to win on Saturday. And they are five points adrift. So they need to win both the remaining fixtures and hope Clyde lose both of theirs. And I don't think that's going to happen. Peterhead's goal difference, by the way, is minus 62. How many? Minus 62. They've conceded 79 goals and they've only scored 17. Oh, that's awful. That's quite bad. That is So yeah, it looks like Peter Head are heading for League 2 after that late equaliser for Clyde on Saturday and uh, Jim Duffy will take his men into the playoffs. In League 2, congratulations finally to Sterling Albion. They have won the league under Darren Young. I've been saying it for the last few weeks and then there was games postponed and then they were drawing and and it didn't matter and then Dumbarton were winning, but they've actually done it now. So they are nine points clear which is six to play for. So Sterling Albion will be in League 1 next season. Congratulations to them. Dumbarton you know they were so far in front earlier on this season and they've just collapsed of late even though you know they managed to managed to get a positive result on Saturday but it doesn't really matter now you know previous
1: results in the last few weeks is what's done then
0: yeah they beat his 5-0 on Saturday and there's a big scrap at the bottom of the table as well as what we like so Albion Rovers winning 3-1 against Stenhouse Muir on Saturday which means the gap at the bottom between 10th and 8th is only two points. Albion Rovers on 36 points. Elgin City on 37 points. And Bonneric Rose on 38. And that is, despite the fact that bon I mean, Bonneric won on Saturday as well, beating Forfa. And Elgin City, they lost 3-1 to Strindraar. What a journey home that would have been from Strindraar to Elgin, all 300-odd miles or whatever it is. It wasn't. Um, it was
1: 548 miles round trip.
0: Right, so that's 270-odd miles. Oh, you were close. Yeah, I wasn't far off, yeah. Uh, Have you not learned not to try and take me on when it comes to mileage? Remember when I almost correctly predicted within about 10 miles how far Cyprus was away? Yeah. So, like, listen, don't take me on when it comes to mileage. Um, So there you are. So um, are you still sticking with Albion Rovers to either win the league or finish bottom? Obviously, they can't win the league now,
1: so are they going to finish bottom? How many miles have I done in my car?
0: How many miles have you done your car? I have no idea. No, I know you can't I, beat I, me
1: when it comes to mileage. I know where you live, though. How long you had the car? 2017. Right, okay. Oh, this will be interesting. Oh, let's see if you can work the set. Right. So. 2017, I, had, I got the car. And when I got the car... So I'm going to help you here. When I got the car, there was 15,000 miles on the clock. Right, 15,000 miles. So I reckon... And also, you know, I don't use all the time, as you well know.
0: No, you don't, but you do use it to get to work.
1: Uh, sometimes you use my car card as well. Right. So again, i give you another wee clue. Right.
0: Because
1: okay. sometimes I bring the dug in.
0: 2017, that is six years ago. No,
1: but I didn't get it in 2017. When did you get it? It's a second-hand car.
0: Right, okay but So, so when got, did you uh, get it then? That, uh, that, that's a false paci- bit of information you gave me there
1: Alright, no, so the car is a 2017 car I
0: can give a hoot about that And it was
1: 15,000 miles on the clock when I got it When did you get it? And I got it in 2021
0: 2021
1: 2020 or 2021? One of the
0: two Right, well it makes quite the difference that year What day, a, What year is it now? It's 2023
1: Yeah, two years I've had it Two years? Two years okay,
0: so you've had it for two years
1: Yeah, and it was um, 15,000 miles on the clock when I got it
0: so you're coming from your home to work. So that I would say that's about eighty miles a day. Remember, I've
1: got holidays and Christmas, and I sometimes don't I'm use a the car. There. Or Christ,
0: give me a minute.
1: Even Chris has got his calculator out for this. Eighty. I'll say I'll say four times a week. I think
0: you have twenty-nine thousand miles in your car.
1: What do you think, producer Chris? Put me down
3: for thirty-one. Thirty-one
0: thousand.
1: I mean, you're you're both very good. What, what is it? It's Thirty-five. That was not bad. That was actually really good. <laughs> I'm actually quite impressed. Because <laughs> I'd have been going like 130,000 miles. <laughs> yeah, that's why you're you and <laughs> you're you. And me, yeah. Cut my life oh, in. wrong
0: one.
3: <laughs> La gente está muy loca. What the
0: okay, time for our weekly look at VAR in Scottish football and WTF what is going on this weekend? So lots and lots of stuff to get through and to go through everything we have the man himself, Des Roach, former Grade One official. How you doing Des, you okay?
3: I'm very good gentlemen. Hope you're well yourself
0: Okay, let's get straight to the big one That everyone's talking about the weekend Which is St. Johnston versus Hibs Jego getting sent off Straight red card Des, you're a former referee Looking at that Obviously Hibs have appealed it as well We'll see what happens with that They were not happy What were your thoughts on it, Des?
3: I've only got one thought on it And it's it's not a red card It's absolutely not a red card I think Craig Napier has... How would you say it? has been trigger happy? And the fact that VAR never get involved mm-hmm. where VAR is there for a clear and obvious error, I think he should have had a call in his ear to say, I think you need to come across. I think Jago's challenge was a it was a controlled challenge. I don't think there was anything that was out toward. And the bit that got me was I think that's a, a Graham Shinney hangover from last week. And if they've been told that that's a red card last week, then he's went there. But I don't see the red card challenge there whatsoever.
0: I actually think, guys, you know, I, I probably agree with you there. I think they're probably, that's in the back of their mind, the Graham Shinney tackle. But the Graham Shinney tackle was a red card, and that wasn't a red card on Saturday. They were two different challenges.
3: Yeah, and I agree. The challenge yesterday, there's always going to be a follow-through from a challenge. If you're If you're going at pace and two players are coming together, there's a movement there. But there was nothing malicious within that challenge yesterday. There was nothing there. The Graham Shiny one, and again, you can look at stills, you can see bits and pieces, and it'll make everything look horrendous. But I think the Jago one was really controlled, and I don't see a red card in there whatsoever.
1: Des, you know I like to have a pop at referees every now and then, but I'm going to play devil's advocate here. So we're all in agreement. I don't think it's a red card, but I also think that the video footage isn't conclusive either. I think both angles are pretty poor to see whether there was any contact made or not. But the referee's about five yards away from it. So could you possibly give him the benefit don't think that he sees something that we don't see in the camera footage? I think Craig get has the best view of anyone. So, so why would you not go with him and what he sees that we
3: don't see? Because the referee's got a feel for the game the referee's got a what's the temperature of the game what, what's it going on there to me that is a an honest and robust challenge and I can't see anything that Craig can't see and as much as I don't want to give a referee a hard time I just can't see that being a red card right
1: so you think the referee was pish on Saturday <laughs> right, so you think he was pish Those are my words But I know what you're getting at here He was pish and he made a mistake And and the appeal will be won
3: Listen, you can make a mistake It's not a hanging offence No, I know
1: okay. that But no, I'm, I'm not, not I'm putting any words in your mouth But you thought it was sh- a shit decision um, And the referee um, got it wrong And he needs to be hauled over the coals And get his knuckles wrapped And you think the appeal will be won by Hibbs?
3: Yeah, because he's going to get flogged down the high street. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can I ask you about the Miofsky goal yesterday? It was a really, really tight decision. It took a while for VAR to, to get the lines on it. Was that onside or offside for Aberdeen
3: second? It was a correct decision. It was onside.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it was onside. I see when it's that tight, I actually think you should give the benefit of the doubt to the attacking team anyway.
3: Yeah, I think you've got to give the benefit of the doubt to attacking team But I think what you've got to also give is You've got to give the benefit of the doubt To the officials who got it correct yeah. um, it, was, it was a correct decision Mielski was onside And Aberdeen correctly were, were rewarded with a correct decision So all, all credit to the the match officials for that
0: one there was a couple of penalty shouts for Aberdeen yesterday as well Duke as well brought down in the box by Suter The ref wave play on there was no VAR check on that one and there was also the Johnny Hayes uh, claim for a penalty in the second half after he was tripped by Lundstrom any of them do you think correct decisions VAR should have been involved in those ones
3: no, I think they were the correct decision with the on-field match officials I that time. Yeah, you're going to have contentious debates around it, but no, I don't think there was any much clamour after it for it. I think they accepted that they were, they were correct decisions.
0: No bother, right Des? thank you very much for joining us on the Big Scottish Football Podcast this morning I mean, Ewan does put words in your mouth all the time so I can only
3: apologise for that And Dez. you're
1: definitely not on the uh, Christmas card list for Craig Napier that's for sure because you just called him Pish and Shit in this <laughs> podcast
3: No, I th- no, sorry I think I think you're not on in your Christmas card list Right, Des. honestly I'll, I'll, Love let you you. Get, I'll let you get
0: back to Danny Daycare alright so uh, thanks very much for coming on pal okay
3: no problem at all, gentlemen. Speak to you soon. Cheers, Dez
2: The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Do you know dun, what we dun, forgot dun, to do dun, there? Dun,
0: dun, dun,
1: dun, dun. No, we should have asked Des what sort of miles he did when he was a referee.
0: He would have done loads of miles, but they would have got mileage back. I'm sure referees get my, get their mileage. I'm sure that's one of the
1: perks. So, what do you get paid per pence forty, per f- mile? Forty five pence usually that's per mile. Yeah, is that good? Yes. For, but, I mean, 40, but, but it's one it's one fifty three for diesel just Ian. now. What are we what are we
0: saying here? So I said fifteen thousand miles and you said it's thirty. So you've done about twenty thousand miles in your car, right? Uh-huh. Well f- 20,000 45 pence for every mile. I mean that's how much is that? Well, would it not be about four and a half grand? Nine grand. Nine grand? Nine huh? grand. Nine grand, yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> Nine grand, yeah. <laughs> Nine grand, yeah.
1: Oh, well, I wish I hadn't bothered asking that
0: Our diesel's quite expensive, mate uh, Anyway, if Scottish football were an island Thank you for all your suggestions coming in It was actually quite the task For producer Chris this week Because it was buried in amongst all the Aberdeen fans Just abusing <laughs> Ewan So uh, let's get through uh, some of the best ones here Alistair Green says Ewa Stevenson
2: Who? Huh?
1: Uist.
0: Louis Stevenson? U.S. Stevenson?
1: The island of Uist? Aye. If Scottish were an island. Does it have to be an Australian island?
0: Uist isn't an Australian island. Uist is like up there. Ryan Fraser Island, which is in Australia.
1: Ah, okay. And Jordan read. Rhodes. Rhodes the Island. Rhodes, yeah. So it's not Scottish Islands, it's any island in the world? Yes. But Did we not say we Scottish Islands? Nope. Okay.
0: Uh, back post says Charlie Mulgrew, Stephen King's Isley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, It doesn't really work. Eggle Ostenstad
1: Eggle Ostenstad Is an island called Egg? What's an island called Egg? How do you like your eggs? Well. What, you, what kind of egg do you prefer? Do you prefer boiled? Do you prefer a poached? Do you prefer a fried? I actually... Do you prefer scrambled?
0: I'm a big fan of eggs. I'll take them anyway. I
1: love an egg and I love an omelette, but how would you prefer Apart your egg? Apart from an omelette. You don't like an omelette? Don't
0: like omelettes.
1: With a bit of onion in it? A wee bit of chilli? Nah, no. no for me.
0: No for so me. So
1: if you're having a breakfast, right, and you're, you're in a hotel, and you go downstairs to the breakfast buffet and there's scrambled egg and fried egg, what are you taking?
0: I take a fried egg on the basis that I know that the scrambled eggs are probably out of packet. Because I know somebody who used to work in a hotel and oh, okay. that's how they do the scrambled eggs. So it's a fried egg every time. It's a fried egg for me, because at least yeah. I know it's fresh. Craig B. 2022 says, Kevin Eiley. Ke- Kevin Ky- Kyle. These are bad. <laughs> These are bad. Uh, Darren Hodgson, Bora Bora, Ballongie.
1: Silence says it'll keep going.
0: Uh, George Burns says Gordon Dura. Dura's a lovely island. Uh, Terry Butte, sure. <laughs> That's not bad. That's all right, George. Uh, Graham McFarlane says Colin Say Hendry. hmm. Alan Till says Puerto Rico Katonko. Eiley <laughs> <laughs> uh, Barber.
1: Eiley Barber, yeah.
0: Uh, Shinshuki Nakajura.
1: hmm. Uh-huh. It's not bad. Jura, it's yeah, a ma-
0: nice island. Uh, Neil McCannah. McCannah? Where's Kana. Where's Kana. Where's that? Inner in Hebrides.
1: So, what's on the Outer Hebrides?
3: Other but,
0: islands? Aye, yeah, other islands are available. Uh, Barra Ferguson from Allentil as well. Grand Slam Scotty says Juranovic. Juranovic. No. There's uh, a lot of the
1: same islands popping up here.
0: Yeah, John Bleasdale says Stephen Millport. I've never been to Millport.
1: He's an Aberdeen fan, John Bleasdale. He is,
0: a, yeah. John um, McCormack says Christoph Bora Bora.
1: Oh, Bora Bora Island, yeah, aye.
0: Yeah. Uh, Bally McOyst.
1: <laughs> I've never been to Bally.
0: It looks amazing, though. Uh, Haibitha <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? John McCormack. Yeah, I love that uh, Mar- <laughs> Mauritius Malpass <laughs> That'll <laughs> get better Yes, I like that one uh, Johnny Mac says Cuba Moravchik
1: uh-huh.
0: uh, We've got Malter Smith <laughs> That's not bad Which is quite good uh, Kenny Burgess says Salius Mykonos <laughs> For
1: the uh, my hearts player
0: Yeah Cayman uh, Brophy Not bad Yeah uh, Matondo says Ilsa Craig Gordon Elsa Craig, the wee one off. Yeah, I've been there. Coast, yeah. they, used t-
1: they used to take us there for um, school trips when I was a Uh Nikki Breslin says Barry McSky. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Aaron Moy. Aaron Moy. Oh. Ricky Spence says Love Street Island. Love Island.
1: See Love Island? Yeah. Are they actually on an island? Or yeah. is it just where they are, where it's set? They describe their little pad as an island. No, it's in Mallorca. So it's actually on the island? Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Robbie L says uh, Cameron Magadagaskert Vickers That's <laughs> good uh, Reagan Charles Cook Islands <laughs> Great Jerry Britain
1: Uh-huh
0: He sells Dundonald Bluebells Down by the Seashore <laughs> 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 Uh, Robin Burnt Island Handy Halliday. Uh huh. Nah, Burnt Island obviously isn't an island
1: either. I used to go to Burnt Island for um for the, the summer, the shows and all that. It the was bro- gay, like yeah. the thing you look forward to in the summer. Did you do it as well? Yeah,
0: I they were just along the roads. It's across
1: the fourth road bridge, Burnt Island, when I was wee boy in Edinburgh, it was like the summer highlight.
0: Totally. Stephen Orkney Smith. No. Yeah.
1: Uh Inch Keith Lasley. I've been to the uh, Wee Island of Inch.
0: Oh, cool. Uh, Danny Mull and Never been to Mull. Ross, 1874. Lawrence Shankland Ahoy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, fair
1: O, as an O. Actually, can I just actually pick that one up? Shankland Ahoy. You're on a ship. You only shout that when you're on a ship. When you're you not see on an island. island.
0: Yeah. I know, but you,
1: you could be sick. You could be. But s- no, landlocked. It could just. It could be a could, landlocked it, it country. It could, it could
0: be. Yes. It could. It could. It could be. Well, it wouldn't be a landlocked country because that you wouldn't be sailing to a landlocked country because that would be mental. <laughs> You'd be in a car if you were going to a landlocked country on a plane. <laughs> you wouldn't. You. The whole point in a landlocked country is the fact that. You can't sail there on a ship.
1: Uh huh. Oh, All right. Okay. Right. Just Aye, do, you, do you need to keep going on and on and on? I, I, you've, yeah, real, you've made your point. That uh, was a dafty there.
0: Bass Rocky Bashiri.
1: Bass Rock. Where's Bass Rock again? Is that Bass, Is that the rock that Scotland players used to see when they were training? Is no, that,
0: that's that's the rock. Is
1: it not? Is that not Bass Rock? No. What's Bass Rock?
0: Is it not off North Berwick?
1: Oh, is that where it is? Yeah. What's that rock called in Dumbarton where the Scotland players? Is it players? not just
0: Dumbarton Rock?
1: Nah, I think there's another name for it.
0: Dunfermline were playing Dumbarton a few years ago And it was freezing It was it was, it was was in January And me and my mate We went to, oh there was a few of us We went to, there's a bowling club Right next to the ground at Dumbarton You're right, right. there is, yes there is So we went there for drinks beforehand uh-huh. And it got to about quarter to three And we were like, we would having a better time here <laughs> Do you just want to stay here? And not go to the game? So three or four <laughs> of my mates went to the game And me and my mate stayed Had a couple of more pints, and then we're like, right, we better go to the game. But then they wouldn't let us in. So what we did was we climbed up Dumbarton Rock and watched it for the top of the rock. But we didn't realise that that closed at half past four. So... Can you get it? We were about locked in. Because it's all like... It's it's like a castle. Aye. So it was all walled in. Uh And the guy came in and went absolutely mental. Is it called Dumbarton Rock? I don't know, yeah, I, think, I, think called, I think it's just called Dunbar and Rock Anyway, let's move on Ross Duncan, Ork Neil Lennon uh, Ilsa Craig Levine, Charles Greenland uh, Isle of Craig White uh, Sean Tugood says David Van Zante That's quite good, I quite like that one Shite Sports Opinions uh, Sean Galapagos Bally and Goalie, Greenland Rue Halliday Nah, I'm not giving you that And Stephen Hill says Fair Isle Berkovich What are you going for? What is your favourite You
1: and Cameron? John McCormack, take a bow Hi Ibiza.
0: Ibiza, right, okay, that's fine then well done to you for next week since it's the World Championships give us your best suggestions for if Scottish football what's the snooker?
1: Was the snooker? What examples you got for this? Pop Brown Pot Brown, <laughs> <laughs> Pot
0: Brown.
1: <laughs> uh, Kelly Roosable <Russeball.
0: laughs> I thought that was very good <laughs> the Roosable uh, Q Keevans Q Kevin's aha
1: uh-huh. and Potodry Potodry. <laughs> pot That's actually not bad for examples. That
0: is actually not bad at very all good. Uh, right, very quickly, semi-finals this weekend. June Cameron, no league business in the Premiership anyway. There's still Championship, League One, and League Two. But semi-finals Saturday, quarter past twelve, kick off. Falkirk versus Inverness. Not going to be the biggest crowd in nah. the world. Why have they done it at quarter past twelve on a Saturday lunchtime? Why couldn't they just make it nice for people?
1: I know, like just they rub don't it. give a toss about the fans. Let's be honest and about it. And you know,
0: I, I know the other thing is, should they play at Hamden? No, they for, shouldn't.
1: F- but for Diddy teams, they shouldn't. It's a big thing going to Hamden. It's called the road to Hamden and the road to Wembley. Mm. They were having this debate on match of the day yesterday when they were watching the semi-final between Manchester United and Brighton. And they were all in agreement. The semi-final should not be at Wembley Stadium. It no. should be a one-day event. You're going to the... It's a bit like the Champions League final. Do you know what I mean? You're looking forward to going to the Champions League final. which are be playing in Paris or Istanbul. That's what it should be about. And see when it comes to getting teams, for example, Inverness right now and the Falkirk fans. You're asking them to come down the road or wherever they're travelling from. It makes for a better game and a better atmosphere if say there's only fourteen thousand fans, you stick them into Tynecastle, you put them in Easter Road. Do you know what I mean it makes for a better game? I remember there was a League Cup semi final. I think it was Aberdeen versus, I think it might have been Hibs actually, and they played at Tynecastle, and it was a no, was it St Johnston? Do you know a few years ago anyway? There was at Tynecastle. What a game! And the atmosphere was bouncing. They've got to look at that because it's not great for Scottish football. I know Hamden need the money, and that's why they do it. But I think it's a poor advert for Scottish football when you put on a semi-final that'll have 14,000 fans at it in a 52,000-seater stadium. I I also think that Scotland friendlies should be moved around the country as well. How many times have we turned up for a Scotland friendly and there's 12,000 fans there? It's a joke and it's embarrassing. So I think we need to look at the bigger picture and what's best for the game.
0: I think that a compromise... To that, is
1: just have it at a good kick-off time
0: so that Inverness fans don't need to leave at five. O'clock I know, I agree with that. You're,
1: you're 100% right, but I don't think it's going to add that much more onto the gate. I still think you'd get less than 20,000 turn up to 52,000-seater stadium. Well, no, if- I
0: mean, that's obviously because Inverness and you know but that's what I'm but saying, More so in Aren't as have, big a side as Falcon. But I'm
1: not having a pop at them That's the size of their support And that's fine That's why I think They should move it To a smaller ground To make it a better game And a better atmosphere So
0: what happens On this occasion When Celtic play Rangers In the Semi-final where, Do they have that at Hamden?
1: You'd have to have that at Hamden that's, There has to be an exception To the rule Or you could you could look at Putting it at Murrayfield
0: And then you've got Celtic and Rangers fans Having to travel through Edinburgh For a match and they could just have it well,
1: in well, well I did just say you, you could make that An exception to the road. You probably would have The semi-final If it's Celtic versus Rangers There Is that
0: not just Pandering to Celtic and Rangers Just because they're Celtic and Rangers
1: But look at the size Of their support What yeah. would you want to do Is send them to Tynecastle For 18,000 fans No that'd be no. stupid Well of course it would be Right yeah. But you're 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 just so, trying so, so you're saying don't use you're the, arguing for the sake of arguing. You're trying to no, twist things. That I, I'm saying I, I, I'm
0: absolutely not. I'm totally not. Are, you, t- you, but, are, you, t- are
1: you telling me that the Falkirk Inverness game on Saturday should be at Hampden?
0: I think there's arguments for and against it.
1: Well, I'm not asking. Well, clearly that's the point we're making here. But I'm asking for your opinion.
0: I think there's something special about going to Hamden. And if you're a smaller team who don't get to go there very often, like Falkirk and Inverness are, you're depriving the supporters depriving. and 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 Shut the players up. actually and the players actually.
1: Screw the players. It's not about them? It's about the fans. But it's also you're, well, you. are both want, of them. What, what what's for me the key? Thing. Just have it at for, a good kickoff see, time. See for a game of football. Do you
0: know right? what they could have done? They could s- <sighs> since since uh, Man City and Sheffield United kicked off at quarter to five on Saturday, and this blackout doesn't actually exist on a Saturday afternoon anymore unless you're the FA Cup. Why didn't they just have it on the telly at three
1: o'clock on Saturday? Because obviously it doesn't matter anymore. The most important part of a football match is the fans. The twelve or fifteen kickoff time is ridiculous, and it is not helping the fans in any way whatsoever. The second point I'm going to make here is that fans make the game. The atmosphere makes the game, and when you've got 14,000, 15,000 fans rattling about a 52,000-seater stadium, ain't doing the players any good, and it's a poor fan experience. Hamden's bad enough as it is when it's full. When there's 15,000 people rattling around in it, it's an even worse experience. I've been there. On nights so when I. Scotland have played in front of 12,000 fans There's nothing worse Don't It's awful I played Hibs
0: in the semi-final in 2007 And it was when there was still uh, semi-final replays The first game was 0-0 It was a Sunday, I think uh-huh. uh, I think it was a 3 o'clock kick-off Wasn't on the telly uh, And I think the crowd was something like 30,000 mm-hmm. Or something like that Obviously Hibs brought the majority yeah. of the support But then the replay was midweek And... Dunfermline were in the main stand And Hibbs got the north stand And I think the crowd was something like Nine and a half thousand yeah. And yeah it, it was it was rubbish but, but again Because Dunfermline won It's still a really special night I still think of that as a great memory So I, I, I totally I, I get your point But I just think Semi-finals need to be at Hamden, Or they're not at Hamden, And you can't make any exceptions Just because it's Celtic and Rangers
1: So we've got the semi-finals this weekend We've actually got the final this weekend
0: I don't know, I think Inverness and Falkirk I wouldn't say that's
1: the final The final for Inverness and Falkirk Is just to get to the final And though? to be part of it. Is it Because whoever wins against Rangers Celtic Will obliterate whoever they face in the final Whether it be Falkirk or Inverness I mean, That's a game I might not even watch Because I think it could be embarrassing So this weekend, there are two finals because whoever wins with Celtic and Rangers will go on to win the Scottish Cup do you want comfortably. To get a,
0: do you want to get obliterated in the Scottish Cup final? Like, if, uh, seriously, if I'm a Falkirk fan and we get through to the final and we play Celtic <sighs> and get beat 12-0? I mean, it could happen. I mean, from a Dunferman fan's point of view, oh my God, that would be amazing. I mean, it's, it, al- it's almost worth Falkirk getting to the final for do, do
1: you know what? You, you could well be right. I mean, I would not put it against... Be amazing. Celtic getting six, seven, eight, nine against Falkirk if they got to the final.
0: Oh, music to my ears. <laughs> right. So, uh, who's going to win? Who, what, what is going to be the final?
1: I'd love Falkirk to get there just for our boss, Victoria, and also producer John Mack, who's a Falkirk fan, but I just don't see it. I think Inverness are playing really well just now. I think Inverness yeah. will win as well. So, I think it'll be Inverness, and then it's a toss of a coin between Rangers and Celtic. Is it though? I think it is. I think because I think. Let, let's be honest. Michael
0: Beale hasn't had one big result yet.
1: No, I. But I think it's a toss of a coin. Just because Rangers know this is their last chance to stop Celtic. All the pressures on Rangers. All the pressures on Rangers, but Celtic are going to be favourites and rightly so.
0: Okay, okay. That's you and Cameron. Don't blame me blame him this has been the big scottish football podcast with me stephen mill and him you and cameron thanks very much for joining us this week again we'll be back with episode 40 next week don't forget to subscribe to the show on whichever podcast provider you use so you don't miss one and leave us a five-star review as always as well keep an eye on our socials for if scottish football were the snooker and get your tweets in and we'll be back next week at the usual time for another brand new episode of the big scottish football podcast cheer bye. <laughs>